Second Chronicles chapter 6 and verse 41. I'm bringing you a message this morning called the great goodness of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Everybody have a good Easter? Yes. How many of you ate ham? How many of you had ham and eggs? How many of you had turkey? Okay, we got five turkeys here and three hams. All right. Somebody shout amen. amen. Glory to God. In Second Chronicles chapter 6 and the 41st verse, it says, Now arise, O Lord God, into thy resting place, thou in the ark of thy strength. Let thy priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation. And let thy saints rejoice in goodness. I want you to pay particular attention to the fact that, number one, you are a king and you are a priest unto God. That's what the book of Revelation says in chapter 1, verse 5, 6. It says, and has made us kings and priests unto our God. Amen. So those that have been washed in the blood of Jesus have become a royal priesthood, a kingdom of priests. You know, that was new to me. Because when I grew up, I thought that the only person that could open the book was the Catholic priest. And I was, you know, one of those that didn't really get a lot out of what was being taught. Because a lot of what was being taught was kind of theory. And a theory is a supposition based on ignorance concerning the subject under the matter. uh, Under discussion. And uh, so nothing against the Catholics. Thank God for Catholics. Thank God for every born-again believer. Amen? But I I thought that this book was hidden. When I got saved, I discovered this is an open book. This is an open book. And all of life's answers are in the book. No matter what you might be facing. No matter what you may be going through right now. You may be in a real difficult spot in a difficult situation. If you'll open the book... You will find your answers. The Bible says that the word of God is exceeding great and it contains precious promises. And as a result of these precious promises and you being born again, you have become now a partaker of his divine nature. You will find that pipelined in the promises of God, you will discover the nature of God. And in the nature of God, you will discover health. You will discover wisdom. You will discover strength. You will discover whatever is needed for your particular situation. And you know what? That's really good news. So we have become a kingdom of priests. Say it with me. I am a child of God. I am an heir of God. And I am a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I am a king and a priest. Unto my God. So now notice our text here. Again, let's pull it back up here in 2 Chronicles chapter 6. Or whatever the verse was. Let's pull our text back up. Amen? No? It's uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 6 verse 41. 2 Chronicles 6 41. He says, Now therefore arise, O Lord God, in thy resting place, thou in the ark of thy strength, Let thy priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation 
And what are the saints supposed to do? Well, how come you're not doing that? And let that, well, somebody says, I've lost my joy. Well, rejoice. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Rejoice. rejoice. The joy of the Lord happens to be our strength. Amen. Yes. You know, sometimes when people are going through a test and a trial, they close their eyes and say, well, I need to go to my happy place. You know, some people think that Disneyland is their happy place. Well, I can testify you today. I was there Thursday with my grandkids. Disneyland is not the happy place. It is not anywhere near the happy place. Amen. We don't want to think naturally about, well, I've got to go to my happy place. No, we need to go to our strong place. There's a whole lot of difference between your happy place that is fabricated by what makes you happy in the natural and your strong place, which comes by being strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. If you will go to your strong place and stay in that strong place, no weapon that is formed against you is going to prosper. Amen. No evil that befalls you. Glory to God shall overcome you. Amen. So what do you say we go to our happy place, our strong place? And do some rejoicing today. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say unto you, rejoice. So we see that we're a kingdom of priests. But also, did you know that you're a saint? We may have acted like an ain't. But I'm looking at a company of saints. Amen. Let's pull our text back up there again. He says, now therefore... Arise, O Lord God, unto thy resting place, thou in the ark of thy strength. Let thy priests, O Lord God, be clothed with what? With clothed with salvation. Part of your salvation garments are the garment of praise. Amen. The garment of praise. Clothe the salvation and let thy saints rejoice in his goodness. Let me ask you this morning, has God done anything good for you in the last week? Who can testify that the Lord has been so good to you? Amen? I think what we need to do is mark down those testimonies of what God's already done. You know, I, I, I have a journal and... I'm not always faithful to the journal, but sometimes in my journal, I write what God has done. So that when the next test comes, I can refer and I can look back and I can see what the Lord has done. What does that do? That gives me hope for my future. And that will give you hope for your future. You see, part of rejoicing in His goodness is being thankful for what He's already done. And I think sometimes it's easy for us to miss that because the enemy comes in and he tries to make everything look so bleak, everything look so dark, and everything look so bad. You know, he comes in, he's as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But your answer to him is this, you may not devour me because I'm rejoicing in the goodness of God and I'm thanking him for what he's already done. 
Now, the more thankful you are and the more you, you can rejoice in the goodness that's already taken place in your life, it will position you for greater goodness. Is there such a thing as greater goodness? Oh, you better believe there is. You think God's been good to you thus far? You just wait. If you'll trust Him, hallelujah, if you'll serve Him, you will see the goodness of the Lord show up in the land of your life in every area. Say this with me, for the Lord is good. And I'm rejoicing in the goodness of God this morning. Amen. I believe that I can, and if I can do it, you can do it. I believe in you guys. I believe that the same God who began a good work in me has begun a good work in you. Matter of fact, I know he has. I can see it in your eyes. I can see on your face that you love Jesus in this place. Amen? So I'm fully, fully confident and fully persuaded that he who has begun a good work in us, he's going to perform it, he's going to complete it, and life is just going to get better and better day by day. Amen? What do you say we come up to another level of faith in his goodness? One thing that we ought to be saying every day, surely goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life. And I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. So I said just a moment ago, you think it's been good up to this point? Hey, it's going to get better and better. It's good. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to get gooder and gooder. You know, God, God, God never plans evil for you. He always plans good for you. Amen. When I met Brenda Edwards back in 1977, that was God being good to me. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He's got a plan for your life. He's got some great things in store for you. If you'll just trust Him. And, 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 you, you, and not flake off. All right. You know, be faithful. Be a man or woman of God that serves God. Yeah. That loves God. Oh, He's got great plans. In Ephesians, the second chapter in the 10th verse, I want to look at that real quick if we can. And on the way over there, let's just quote to you something Jeremiah said. Jeremiah says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and to not hurt you. Plans to give you hope and a future. You know, you look outside of these walls, you see a lot of hopeless people. Why? Because they don't know their purpose in life. They don't know Jesus. What do you say we tell them about him? And now notice Ephesians chapter chapter 2. I want you to, to, to notice taking paths, which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them. Living what kind of life? Living the good of life, which he prearranged and made ready for us Oh, to live. Oh, praise God. Living the good life, which he prearranged and he made ready. Are you ready? Are you ready for what God has made ready for you? Are you prepared for what God has prepared for you? You know what the answer to that is? Yes, yes, 
and amen. Hallelujah. Get ready. Because here he comes. Get ready. Because here comes the goodness of God in our lives. Amen. Matter of fact, if our eyes were able to see in the realm of the spirit, we could look up toward heaven and we would say a vast, we would see a vast storehouse of his goodness. Just a, a vast storehouse of goodness. There's new limbs in that storehouse. There's new kidneys in that storehouse. There's blessing upon blessing in that storehouse. And the Bible says that it's stored up for you. It's stored up for me. Oh, hallelujah. Your house is stored up in heaven for you. So he says, well, I wish you'd get down here to earth. Have faith. Trust God. Call upon the Lord. Amen. Call your house in. Call your blessing in. Woo, hallelujah. I like what Cheryl just said, in this lifetime. Yeah, he's got a mansion up there for us, but thank God he's got safe dwelling places for you and for me right here, right now, in this life. Amen. You know, there's a scripture in Isaiah that says, my people are going to live in peaceable habitations. Amen. If you don't like the neighborhood you're in, believe God to get out of it. Amen. If you don't like the home you're in, thank God for what you've got and trust him. He can get you a better home. He is your provider. He is your source. And he will always supply. Now, I want to verify what I just said by a scripture. You know, you could stand up here all day and say a lot of things. But if you don't have scripture, you know, you're just acting foolishly. But notice Psalm 31 verse 19. Psalms 31 19. This will set your feet to dancing. Amen. You got your gospel shoes on today? Let's read it together. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of man. The NIV says it this way, how great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. In other words, God's got a storehouse of goodness, of glory and favor stored up for those who will reverence him. For those who will fear him. Say with me, he's all good. He's the creator of all good. And he's got a vast abundant supply for me. Hallelujah. And the good news is this. The angels don't have to run an inventory on it every day. Our God who's more than more than enough has more than and more than enough for everybody. You know, people say, well, this planet's running out. This planet ain't running out. People are just running out of brains. That's all. I think if some people's brains were dynamite, it wouldn't be enough to blow their nose. Oh, you know, we're going we're gonna to run out. We're going to run out. Well, the Bible says, the Lord is our shepherd. I shall not run out. Amen. David said it this way. I've been old and I've been young and now I'm old. Yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed out begging for bread. A vast supply. More than, more than enough. Say it with me. His name is El Shaddai. 
F.F. F. Bosworth said this, goodness is that attribute of God. Therefore, if you want to please him, remove every obstacle out of the way of the exercise of his benevolence or of his goodness. See, God is looking for receivers. And you know where your receiver is, don't you? Your receiver is right here. Your receiver is in your heart, in your spirit. It is with the heart that man believeth. And it is with the heart that man receiveth all that God has already provided for you. Amen. So as a believer, you should not just be a believer, you should also be a receiver. Amen. Just like that tight end goes out to receive that pass, you and I receive everything that is laid up and stored up for us. Amen. Now look with me at Psalm 34, and we'll look at a few verses today. Psalm, the 34th, the 34th Psalm. Notice with me, and we'll begin in verse uh, 1. Y'all doing good today? Brenda, by the way, sends her greetings from Southern California. She's down there listening to our oldest son, John, preaching this morning. And uh, he's preaching at a, mess, a, mess, uh, a church called Vintage LA in Santa Monica. And he's doing five messages today in one day. So they have five services. And so he'll do, he'll do, I don't know how they do it. They do one at nine, then they run to another place and do one at whatever. Then they go back to another place and do one at 11. Then they go to Malibu at four and then back to the main church at six. I get tired just thinking about it. But she wants you to know that she loves you. She misses you. And she sends her greetings. And my little honey going to be back tomorrow night. Hey. So pray for me that I get the house cleaned up by then. <laughs> I'm just not that domesticated. By the looks of some of you guys, neither are you. <laughs> But she sends her greeting. You know, we were down uh, celebrating Olivia's ninth birthday. You know, it just seemed like the other day that we were holding that little baby in our arms. And now she's nine years old. Wow. And uh, I am so, I got a testimony for you about the goodness of God. You know, I don't have anything against vegans. You know, if you want to be a vegan, that's fine. But I thought my granddaughter was going to be a vegan for a while. Because she didn't eat meat. But I got a testimony for you. She's now started to eat steak. And when we get together, she says, Papa, when are we going to go have that steak? <laughs> Somebody says, what does that have to do with the message? Well, God's good. Yeah. I said, God's good. Yeah. The cattle on the thousand hills is the Lord's. Yeah. Might as well partake of some of those things. <laughs> Come on, let's rejoice in His goodness. Don't be so stiff today. Amen. Loosen up a little bit. Relax. Amen. In Psalm 34, he said, I will bless the Lord. Man, you guys are good. But I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually. His praise shall be what? Continually in my mouth. Coming out of our heart. Out of our mouth. 
My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Is it okay to brag on Jesus? Is it okay to tell what God has done for you? Amen. That's what we do around here. We just boast in Jesus. We brag on the Lord. So if you don't like a church that brags, you're in the wrong place. We're not bragging in ourselves. We're bragging on the Lord. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Now notice verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Is there value in coming together and praising Him? Together. Verse 4. I sought the Lord and He heard me. That does away with silent prayers. I have a silent prayer request. Well, show me the scripture. I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me. He delivers you from all your fears when you seek Him. Verse 5, They looked unto Him and were lightened. And their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard this poor man, and delivered this poor man from poor troubles. From all his troubles. Verse 7. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that do what? That fear him and does what? delivers them. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in Him. Now let's back up to those first few words. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is This is not just talking about description here. This is talking about experiencing His goodness for yourself. The other night, we went out to dinner and Brenda got the best looking prawns I've ever seen in my life. I mean, they were fat and sassy. And I ordered something else. I didn't like it so much. And I kept looking over there. (laughs) Kept, Kept looking over at her and and she, you know, she kept going, ooh, mm, ah, mm, mm, ah, mm. I'm waiting for these golden words. Would you like some, honey? Yes. I wanted to taste for myself what she was experiencing. And that's what we want for people. That's what we want for our relatives. That's what we want for people that don't know the Lord. You that have tasted, you that have benefited, we must let the world know just how good He is. Come on and taste and see for yourself that the Lord is good. Shout it with me. The Lord is good. The Lord is good to me. Amen. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that does what? That trust it. In other words, blessed, happy to be envied and empowered to prosper is the man 
who trusts in him. Or the man that exercises faith in his goodness for himself. Blessed is that man. Now notice with me. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. And I said this in the earlier service and I'm going to say it to you because I'm going to set the table for next week's message. I am seeing a correlation between the fear of the Lord and seeking the Lord and being a person who receives all of the goodness that God has for them. There's a, there's a direct correlation. You read all of Psalm 34 and you will see the word seek and you will see the Lord, the fear of the Lord. And I have discovered at least 10 benefits for those who will seek God. And I have discovered at least 10 benefits for those who will fear the Lord. When I'm talking about fearing the Lord, I'm not talking about being afraid of Him. I'm not talking about shying away from Him and, and, and shaking in our boots. No, when I'm talking about fearing the Lord, I'm talking about respecting Him and honoring Him and having such respect for Him that you hear what He says and you literally do what He says. You know, linguists tell us in other languages around the world that only the English language has diminished the word hear to just hearing. But if you will discover linguists throughout the world, the word hear and do are directly meaning the same thing. Not just being a hearer of the goodness of God, but being a person that participates and does what's necessary to receive from His goodness. Say with me, I'm not a self-deceived person. I'll not just hear the Word, but I am a doer of God's Word, applying all the principles. See, the church world is full of inspired people. They come to services like this, and they get inspired, they get inspired. But one of my goals as a pastor is not only to inspire you, but to inform you to the degree that you take home and do something with what you've just heard. Because this will work for you at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's good to run around the building. Don't misunderstand me. I like to get inspired. But if all I'm getting out of coming to church is getting inspired, I'm only getting half the blessing. I must be inspired. I must be informed. And I must be challenged to do what I've heard. So as you are hearing God's word today, I want you to go home this week. And I want you to begin to write down some things. In what ways has God been good to me? What can I do to position myself for greater goodness and greater glory in my life? Because it's the plan of God. Let's go beyond just inspiration. Let's go into information and revelation and being a doer. See, the Bible says the man that does the, the word is blessed in his doing. That means he's empowered to prosper. Hallelujah. And so this correlation between the fear of the Lord and seeking the Lord are right there in the word of God. Now notice with me, and we'll go into it more in depth next week, but notice with me in verse 9. 
It says, Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is what? There is no want to those that do what? To those that fear him, there is no want. Now notice with me in the next verse, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that what? They that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. So the same scripture is talking about we shall not want, we shall not want any good thing if we will fear him and if we will, come on somebody, if we will seek him. Oh, hallelujah. I just want to say to you today that if you will seek a good God, you'll get good things. If you will fear a good God, you will not want for any good thing. Now look with me in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11. Man, this is so good. This is so rich. Hebrews 11, verse 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. So if that's true, the reverse is true. With faith, we can always please God. It gives your father great pleasure when you trust him. When you return his word to him by believing and speaking it. So without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God, there's two things. If we're going to come to God, number one, we must believe that what? He is. is. How many born again believers have we have in the house today? You're saved and you know you're saved. I think that's 100%. So obviously what that means, you believe that he is. But this second part, a lot of the church world has difficulty with this because of what they've been taught. They've been taught things like, well, you know, God doesn't want you to have much. And, you know, he doesn't want you to, you know, get too too extreme. And he doesn't want you to, you know, just, just, you should just have enough to get by. Just have enough to scrape by. That's religious thinking. That's a genetically altered way of thought life. But notice with me, he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and what? And that he is what? A rewarder of them that do their own thing. A rewarder of them to do what? See, you being rewarded is God being good to you. But one of the things that positions you to be rewarded of a good, good God is by you being a man or woman who diligently seeks Him. Hallelujah. Say it with me, I believe he is. And I'm confident from this day forward that I shall be more diligent than I've ever been before in seeking him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what? 
all these things shall be added to you. We could say all these good things that come from your good, good father shall be added unto you. But the prerequisite is seek first the kingdom of God. So there you have it again. We see the fear of the Lord. We see seeking him positions us. Amen. This is not optional. This is not something that we can just coast by in life and expect God's best. I want God's best. How about you? Now look at over at Ezra. Ezra the 8th chapter. Ezra chapter 8 and verse 22. And notice with me in the last part of that verse. It says the hand of our God. You know when the hand of God is upon you. (laughs) Keith Hershey did a message years ago. And we sing a song. The hand of the Lord is upon me. For what? For good. Notice this again. The hand of our good God is upon all them for good that seek Him. Oh, hallelujah. Another way of saying that is He will reward it. Say it with me. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Well, Pastor Mark, this sounds great. I just wish this could happen for me. You need to stop wishing and start believing and start expecting. We started the year out. I don't know if you remember it or not, but one of the phrases that came out real strong on New Year's Eve and the next service on a Sunday morning was this. Great and glorious things are coming my way. Great. And glorious things are coming your way. I prophesied over you. I declared over you. So say it with me. Great and glorious and good things. They're coming my way. Every day. Woo, glory to God. We had a great and glorious thing happen in the early service. I'm telling you what. We had a huge blessing come into the church. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone says, were you you expecting that? You know what we need to start doing? We need to start expecting the unexpected. (laughs) God has all sorts of ways to meet your need. Now the key is, stop trying to figure out how. And start trying to figure out through who and just know that it's going to come from your good, good father. Amen. Say to me, the hand of the Lord is upon me for good. Years ago, back in the 40s and the 50s, Oral Roberts coined this statement. He said, something good is going to happen to you today. A lot of pastors didn't like that. How can you say that? Listen very carefully. Something good is going to happen to you 
today. So I want to encourage you this morning to live in a state of expecting His goodness to show up in every area of your life. Live in a continual state of believing and declaring His favor is upon you. I believe this. The more we talk about His goodness, the more we will experience His goodness. Now look back at Psalm 34 and let's look at verse 11. Psalm 34 verse 11. uh, Verse 10 actually. You getting anything yet today? All right. Psalm 34 verse 10. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want what? Now notice in verse 11, back to, back to some other thoughts here. Verse 11, Come ye children, hearken unto me, and what will I teach you? In the context of this whole chapter is fear the Lord and seek the Lord and your need will be met. Verse 12. What is man that desires life? I desire life, don't you? And loves many days. That he may do what? That he may see good. That's not a good day when you can't pay your bills. It's not a good day when you're lying up in the hospital waiting on surgery. Now, some people do that and it's good to to get rid of whatever it is. But what I'm saying is this. God's plan is not just for us to exist. God's plan is for us to live. What is man that desires life and loves many days that he may do what? And then he says in verse 13, keep thy tongue from evil. We could say it this way. Keep thy tongue from speaking bad. And thy lips from speaking guile. Here's the thought. If you want to see good, you must speak good. If you're going to see good, you must speak good. Talk about His goodness. Long life is the plan of God for you. It is the plan of God for every one of us to live long and to live strong. Now, one of the benefits of the fear of the Lord is found in the book of Proverbs. Notice with me, in Proverbs, we'll look here in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 27. Proverbs 10, 27. Proverbs, the 10th chapter and the 27th verse. Again, our scripture says, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. And then he starts teaching what it is. Part of the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desires life and loves many days that he may see good? 
Let him keep his tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So we see that long life is the plan of God and the will of God for every child of God. In Psalms 91, he said, with long life will I satisfy him. And what will he show us? He will show us his salvation, his healing, and his deliverance. Long life. Say it to me, I choose life. I choose to live long and I choose to live strong. Now, one of the things that will enable you to do that is to fear the Lord. Let me say it to you like this. You living long and finishing your course and your course not finishing you. You living long and finishing your race and your race not finishing you. You being able to do everything that God has put in your heart to do. That's God being good to you. That's God being good to you. You leaving an inheritance for your children's children. That's God being good to you, man. You've been able to take your great-grandchildren and hold them in your arms and pray in tongues over them and prophesy life over them and plead the blood of Jesus over them. Man, that's God being good to you. You being strong, like Kenneth Copeland is strong at 82 years old. You being strong in the Lord and the power of His might to that degree in older age. That's God being good to you, brother. I said that's God being good to you. Whoo, glory to God. I'm getting fired up just thinking about my 70s and my 80s. I believe there's an anointing for me in my 70s. I believe there's an anointing for me in my 80s. I believe there's an anointing for me in my 90s. Hallelujah. I'm not about to find me a cave and hide until the rapture of the church. Save me living long and living strong. Is God being good to me? Here's one of the benefits of the fear of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 27. Proverbs, the 10th chapter. And we'll look at the 27th verse. The fear of the Lord. What does it do? Prolongs your days. But the years of the wicked, we could say it this way, the years of those that don't fear the Lord, they're perfect candidates for their lives to be cut short. Dying premature. But that's not you. That's not me. The fear of the Lord, it'll lengthen your days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, now, see as how we're in the neighborhood, look at Proverbs 14, 27 in the Amplified Version. Proverbs 14, 27. Let's read this one together. Ready, read. 
reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one the Bible talks about in Psalms 91 the snare of the fowler but if you will reverently and worshipfully fear the Lord it becomes a fountain of life in your life and you thusly will avoid the snares of death and then look at Proverbs 19 and verse 23. Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 23. It says here, in Proverbs 19, 23, we'll get over there in just a moment. And I'm going to have this list for you ready for next week so you can have a copy of this so that you can look at the benefits of fearing God. The benefits of respecting Him. The benefits of serving Him. Amen. The benefits of seeking Him. When we're talking about Christianity, we're not talking about some fuddy-dud kind of life. We're talking about life as God has it, man. The God quality and the God quantity of life. Come on, somebody. Read this with me. Ready, read. The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it shall abide and shall not be visited. Woo! Glory! Notice that, notice that statement. Shall abide satisfied. We could say it this way. Shall live satisfied. How long are you going to live? I'm going to live till I'm satisfied. With long life, He will satisfy you. And He will show you His deliverance. Amen. So what is the fear of the Lord? What does it mean to fear the Lord? It means again to have such respect for Him. Because of who he is and what he's done in your life. When you fear the Lord, you respect him enough to obey him. Did Noah fear the Lord? Did everyone around him think he was cuckoo? They literally thought Noah was a crazy man. But Noah hearkened the word of the Lord and he built an ark. Noah respected what God said. And as a result, Noah was saved. Amen. How about Abraham? That's a big test when God tells you to go offer your only son on Mount Moriah. But Abraham said, had such respect for the Lord that he got to a point where he lifted up his arm, ready to slay Isaac, his son. And the angel of the Lord interrupted him. Thank God for a divine interruption. He said, don't slay your son. I know what's in your heart. And because you've not withheld your son, I'll not withhold my son. And he said, by the way, Abraham, look over there. There's a ram in the thicket for you. I provided a sacrifice for you. Amen. Amen. You see, the fear of the Lord 
is to hate evil. And when you hate what God hates, we're not talking about hating human beings, but when you hate what God hates, it'll cause you to depart from evil. It'll cause you to take an exit from anything and everything that looks wrong, that looks bad, or is evil. Folks, we're dealing with some heavy-duty stuff here today. Hallelujah. And I think it's enough for this morning. So let's stand to our feet right now. And let's just make a couple confessions before we receive the offering. Amen. Hallelujah. Pray this with me. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name above every name, I've seen in your word today that you are good to me. This morning, I exercise faith in the goodness of God. I am a believer and I am a receiver. And I receive the windows of heaven, the blessings of heaven, those things that are stored up for me. Look no further, Lord. I am a believer and I am a receiver. Put your hand over your heart and say, Lord, I see the correlation between living for you and seeking you and worshipfully reverencing you and fearing you. So I purpose in my heart to be a diligent seeker of my good, good father. And so shall I be rewarded. And so shall I live long and I shall live strong. I fear the Lord. I'll hold my tongue. I'll depart from evil. And no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I shall not want for any good thing. For I'm learning to respect him and to fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is adding to me today. It's adding years to my life. And the fear of the Lord keeps me from the snares of death. And I just want to say thank you, Lord. I believe it. I receive it. Let's give him some glory today. Amen.